Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending September 30th, 2022. I'm Sophie Antel Joubert, and I'm joined today by our investment strategy analyst, Bei Chen Lin. Hello, Bei Chen. It's good to see you. Hey, Sophie. Great to see you as well. Terrific. So I am very glad that you are here today because, wow, has it been a week. So let's start here at home right now in the U.S. The U.S. dollar has strengthened a lot year to date um, and is it seems to be hitting some records. What What is driving that? What does it mean? How should we be thinking about it as investors and global investors, not just U.S. investors? Sure, Sylvie. You're right. The U.S. dollar has definitely been on a remarkable uptrend for most of this year. In fact, the U.S. dollar index, if you look at it, it's up approximately between 15 to 20 percent, depending on what day you're looking at the observation. The U.S. dollar index itself is between 110 to 115 so it's shown significant strength against many major currencies, for example, the British pound, the Chinese yuan, the Canadian dollar. And there's really a few key drivers of that. The first being that the Federal Reserve has been on an aggressive rate hiking cycle, right? The Federal Reserve has had to hike interest rates in order to try to get inflation under control. So as interest rates start to increase, what happens is investing in the U.S. becomes a little bit more attractive from a currency perspective because you can earn a higher rate of return on those investments. And so that's going to encourage capital flows into the U.S. The second reason why there's been such an uptrend in the U.S. dollar is because as the Fed continues to raise those interest rates above its so-called neutral level, what happens is investors start to become more worried about whether or not we're going to potentially see a slowdown or even a recession. And as investors get more concerned about the economy, they generally look for safe haven assets. And the U.S. dollar is a crucial safe haven asset. So that's why we've been seeing such strength in the U.S. dollar. Now, from an implications perspective, the U.S. dollar is always priced relative to other currencies. So when the U.S. dollar is strong, it means that another currency must be weakening against it. And certainly we've seen the Japanese yen weakened against the U.S. dollar, and that's led the Bank of Japan to intervene in the currency markets by buying their currency for the first time since 1998. Mm -hmm. We saw the Chinese renminbi that has moved beyond the one U.S. dollar equals seven renminbi, that critical psychological threshold. And so what we're seeing is the People's Bank of China is now telling state-owned financial institutions to get ready to start selling U.S. dollar and buying Chinese yuan to try to stop the slowing of their currency. We're seeing some volatility in Britain as well. We saw that the British pound has been pretty volatile the past few days. And so there's definitely a lot of implications. And many investors, when they think about the markets, they focus a lot on equities or on bonds. But I think it's also important to focus on currencies as well. Terrific. So I feel like we have a good pulse right now on currencies and, and the bond market. What about equities? You mentioned market volatility. In my mind, that sort of takes us over to equities. Can you tell us global equity markets? Um, how are they looking? The S&P 500 has been pretty active this week. Um, where, yeah, what are your views? Sure. So as we put out in our 2022 Q4 global market outlook, 2022 has unfortunately been a very, very difficult year for the markets, for equity markets, for bonds, etc. The S&P 500 today fell to a new year-to-date low. In fact, it's at the lowest level for approximately 20-something months now. So we've definitely been seeing a significant sell-off in equities. And people are ultimately concerned about what's going to happen as central banks around the world tighten up monetary policy to try to bring inflation under control. 
Here at Russell Investments, we like to look at things through the lenses of cycle valuation and sentiment. So on the cycle side, we are seeing more concerns about whether the central banks can potentially pull off a soft landing and avoid recession. Now, we think that there's still a lot of uncertainty, but we think that most likely what's going to happen is we're going to be able to either avoid recession, or if we do have to have a recession, it'll probably be a milder recession instead of something that's very significant. From a valuations perspective, because of the sell-off in equities, valuations are becoming a little bit less expensive. They're not necessarily cheap per se, but they are not as expensive as they once were at the beginning of the year. And then finally, from a sentiment perspective, because everyone is so panicked, because everyone is so nervous, we can see that investors are very pessimistic. And because investors are pessimistic, that often means that there could be a contrarian buying opportunity. And so as a result, when we weigh all three factors together, we think that what investors should do is stay disciplined. They should stick to their strategic beliefs, stick to their strategic asset allocation. They had a plan that they put together, they should stick to it, and that will help them deal with some of these volatility issues. Terrific. Thank you so much, um, Beichen. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today, but I really appreciate your insights. Thank you. No problem. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you again soon.